Welcome to Rest and Recreation, a companion to Routines and Ruts, the interview podcast exploring how we navigate the pendulum swing of our days. These mini episodes shift the focus away from what we do or don't do to celebrate how we replenish, be it how we rest or where we find enjoyment. I'm Madeline Dorr, and each week I'll share reflections from interviews as well as things I'm pondering, reading, and learning. My hope is that rest and recreation gives you a slice of R&R to pause and reflect on the quieter spaces in our days and in our inner life. Maybe for you too, the last few days have disappeared in a distracted haze, switching between Twitter, news, making endless cups of tea, checking COVID case numbers, vote counts. Maybe during this distracted, uncertain, overwhelming time, there's also been things you need to do. A uni assignment, a project at work, a difficult conversation, a chore. So how do we muster the attention for even just a moment to do the things in our daily lives? Attention is a currency yet it's so rare that we give or receive it fully. The etymology of the word attention comes from attend, which is to stretch towards. It's an extension of ourselves when we give someone or something our full attention. That's a wonderful thing, but perhaps not something we are capable of maintaining endlessly. If we paid constant attention, we'd simply find ourselves snapping back like an elastic band. That would hurt, and maybe that's what burnout or fatigue is a symptom of. We are stretching ourselves too far. At the moment, many of us may be feeling extended by paying close attention to the injustices of the world or the climate disaster. It might even feel like our life is a distraction from the news cycle. In his recent newsletter, the imperfectionist Oliver Berkman spoke about this tendency he's observed in himself and others of living inside the news, where more and more people are shifting their psychological centre of gravity to the news cycle to a point where it somehow feels realer to them than the concrete world of their work, family and friends, or the main drama of their daily lives. Of course, global events do impact our daily lives, and we should pay attention. So Oliver's advice isn't to simply stop reading the news, but rather reducing your emotional investment in the world of the news and reinvesting in your own. As he writes, to stay sane, you need at least one foot planted firmly in your world, the world of your job and neighbourhood, that letter you need to mail, the pasta you're cooking for dinner, the novel you're reading with your book group, and that guy on your street who never cleans up after his dog, the world where you can have an effect. So how do we keep one foot planted firmly in our own ordinary day-to-day life? How do we find that balance between paying attention and protecting ourselves from distraction or overextension? How do we create some semblance of a shield from the internal and external interruptions? And how do we be a bit kinder to ourselves in the process? I certainly don't have all the answers, but I thought I'd share just a few different ways I've approached finding moments of focus or shifting attention and finding myself back to my own life, my own day, my own actions that might have an effect. Maybe something might help you too for a moment.
So the first might be to set limits. As I mentioned, we're not designed to pay attention all the time, to listen all the time, to extend and stretch all the time. So to set limits, some people I know have allocated themselves specific times to check the news, say in their most unproductive part of the day. Others set reminders throughout the day for moments when they can check, say, their email or go on Twitter. However, I'm a little bit all or nothing, so having set pockets for checking the news or social media isn't something I've ever really been able to adhere to. If you're someone who's similar, perhaps it's about switching off completely. When I did The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron last year, after picking it up and putting it down for almost five years, and just as a quick side note, this is a very common experience with The Artist's Way, so I'll link to how I finally finished it in the show notes. But when I finally did, I followed the reading deprivation exercise. So the idea is to keep inflow of information and other people's words to a minimum for a week. So no news, no books, no social media, no long gossiping conversations with a friend, no podcasts, no binging on on a TV series. And this is all to create space for an outflow. As Julia Cameron writes, reading deprivation is a very powerful tool and a very frightening one. Even thinking about it can bring up an enormous rage. For most blocked creatives, reading is an addiction. We gobble up the words of others rather than digest our own thoughts and feelings, rather than cook up something of our own. So perhaps that's one way to navigate switching off, but not switching off completely, is is make that pocket a bit larger, extend that pocket to a week even. The second approach for finding just that slither of focus is to break tasks into really, really tiny bite-sized pieces. It's common advice, but if your focus is fleeting, doing what you can in a small spurt of time can be really useful. I set a timer and simply work on one tiny step. Small actions not only give us agency, but they help us lower our expectations And accept that it's okay if things take longer than they usually would. Even as we keep flitting between different things, if we chip away, something will eventually get done. The third is to create a change of scene with the senses. So what can be difficult about distractions during this time is a sense of no escape, either figuratively or literally, As a stopgap, you can use the senses to create a trigger for focus. So that could be lighting a candle for that scent, making a cup of tea for taste, listening to the same playlist for that sound. I listen to one song and one song only as I'm working on my book at the moment. Or you could put on a comfy pair of socks for that physical touch marker of stepping into the zone. The fourth is to do another thing completely. If you can't find focus, you can't pay attention, step into a distraction that you can enjoy rather than being stuck in a ceaseless feeling of distraction, which is a spiral that gets us nowhere. You can go for a walk or binge watch something, cook something, listen to a podcast, answer emails, rearrange a drawer, be there fully in the thing that you are doing rather than feeling guilty about the thing you're not doing. The fifth idea, which I rely on quite a lot at the moment, is to phone a friend. Chances are there's someone else you know who's feeling distracted right now. Call them or hop on a video chat, share what you need to be working on or what it is that you need to do for accountability, and then set, say, a 45-minute timer and stay on the line together and do the thing. 
It's lovely to work alone together. And finally, simply allow for it. Distraction can be useful for sparking creativity as ideas or connections come to us when our mind wanders or when we're doing something else entirely. Maybe you had an idea of what you would do today or what you'd get done in the next hour, but you found yourself distracted doing some other little thing, but then everything snapped into place and you had an idea or a solution that you'd been struggling with for days, and that all counts towards something. So sometimes we just need to trust that our brain is leading us to something. (laughs) It's telling us to indulge in the distractions, so trust it. And maybe that's what you need right now is just the permission to allow yourself for distraction instead of trying to squeeze certain things out of your day. As Giulio Cortaza wrote, all profound distraction opens certain doors. You have to allow yourself to be distracted when you are unable to concentrate. For links to any of the books, podcasts, articles, or quotes I share in these mini episodes, it's best to sign up to my occasional newsletter at extraordinaryroutines.com. I'll pop a link in the show notes. If you'd like to make time to find some focus or to narrow your attention, you can join me in a weekly virtual focus session, Momentum Mornings, through my Patreon. Think of it as a reserved hour for whatever it is that replenishes you or that you need to be doing and a way to support the creation of this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Rest and Recreation. Remember, there's more to the days than doing. And if you're distracted, you're not alone. And maybe you can try allowing for it.